everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm here with an old friend. Uh, his name's Bruce Stevenson. He's a fan of the show, and we thought we might as well bring him on. How are you doing, Bruce? Good, good. You know, another busy night. Glad to have some time to hang out, talk, talk, shoot the breeze, do whatever. Yeah, definitely. I'm really eager to catch up with where you're at in gaming because I haven't talked to you in a long time. So, oh yeah, maybe give me some background information. What's your f- favorite console, or if you're a PC guy, or and what's your <laughs> favorite genre? All that kind of stuff. Sure, I've been on a long and winding road through gaming. Um, I was probably since high school. I've been all about computers. I've been building. I literally just hit the ten ten year mark like a couple months ago. I've been building computers. Um, and, you know, during that time, I played WoW, I played Counter-Strike, I played, you know, the original Call of Duty before it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Unreal Tournament, you know, run down the list and I probably yeah. played it. Um, big Half-Life guy, all the mods, um, you know, Firearms was a favorite. It was a little more low-key compared to, you know, Day of Defeat or Counter-Strike, Team Fortress, all that stuff. Um, I would say right now, though, like... I've actually been on a hiatus um, from computer gaming. I mean, not entirely, just, you know, I, I had the stuff here. I've actually been uh, more on, probably since, like, late college, I'd say, which is, like, crazy to me that that's, like, four years ago now. <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> Time flies, man. <laughs> I know. Like, I just, it's, it's, fuck, it's nuts. Anyway, um, but, yeah, so, like, late college, uh, I had never played fighting games seriously. I don't, you know, I was a button masher. I just played them for fun. And, um, I, that's pretty much how I am. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I never saw the need to go deep into it. And, um, and Marvel versus Capcom three came out, uh, and leading up to it, like when I heard about it, I remember way, way back, like when arcades were, you know, like a thing, um, when I oh, was, yeah. yeah, when I was young, I would go and I would actually play Marvel versus Capcom two. Um, again, you know, I suck. I'm a button masher. So it's like, I'm not doing anything. I just, I just loved it. Cause it's like, you know gambit and wolverine and sentinel and you know just seeing all these characters you're familiar with like going at it and um and it was flashy like fast paced really good shit so um yeah so my friends uh, you know they they were excited about it and uh i had someone to play with so i was like okay cool you know so picked it up and i shit you not i I got destroyed like for three months i played these guys who you know this is my first time kind of being serious about it and they have been doing that like playing seriously since like age eight or something <laughs> <laughs> so like i spent three whole months getting demolished like i didn't win a match it was so bad oh um, man yeah and was it a matter of uh the characters you were choosing or just straight skill like or yeah. what was going on well really what it's about in marvel is every part of the game is uh hyper pressure like the like so, you know, you have, you, you build a team, three characters. You want your assist characters to support you so that you can kind of corner them almost. Even though you're not hitting them, you're really cutting off sections of the screen or countering their uh, assist moves. And um, the other thing about it, too, is the execution ceiling. Like, it, for comparison, right now I'm actually playing Mortal Kombat, um, the new one. And, oh, how do you like it? Oh, it's glorious. I, yeah. I, oh, it's, I love it. It's so good. The only thing I would say that's a little different about that game is that um, 
in in other fighting games, you have what are called hit confirms, where you throw out a move, and if you hit him with it, you go, oh, okay, now I can toss out this next move because I know it connects, you know, one to the next. Oh, sure. Um, but the problem with Mortal Kombat actually is, not, I mean, I don't know if it's a problem, but it's a little more all in, I would say, because you hit him, but in order for the combo to actually string together, you just have to straight out do the inputs and like hope you hit them. There's no like hit, wait, and see. The the timing of it is so you know small that you just have to throw it all out sequentially. Like there's no hit and see if you hit him, you know. Oh wow, that's interesting. I'm not sure if I would like that or not. Yeah, it's it's different. I really what it does is it teaches you how to be like deliberate and also how to um, convert into moves that are a little more safe. So if you see you're starting to be blocked on like the beginning of a string, then you you want to end that string with a move that you know is going to kind of put you in a good position. Um, so it's it's a different thing, but with Marvel, the execution ceiling is as high as you want to go. Like I, I shit you not, um, characters that have fly, what are called fly cancels, um, they have like quarter circle back. You hit, uh, I think it's X for uh, PS4. I have a I have a hitbox. <laughs> I guess I should say that what that is too. Um, so most pro players in fighting games play with uh, like a stick, like an arc old you know old school. Yep. I've seen it actually. The the whole joy the joystick with yep. the the arcade buttons on yep. the right. Now, me being the uh computer native that I am who's built computers and played computer games for years and years and years, a company came out roughly about the time I started playing Marvel called Hitbox. And what they did was instead of having a joystick, they actually have four buttons that control your directional like movement. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so for me, I'm used to, you know, ASD Spacebar, W, kind of, I mean, I can, like, I'm very fluid moving like that. Um, Definitely. So, this company, like I said, they're new, and uh, it's, it's like, it's almost comical. I signed up because I was, I wanted one of their, you know, one of their hitboxes, and it, I just got put on a waiting list because they were so new, and, like, there's a lot of intrigue around everything just because it was different, you know, than everything prior, but... Um, yeah. They ended up emailing me, like, I shit you not, like, three, four months later. And they, they, the email, all it said was, uh, you have the availability to buy the, you know, the hitbox that you signed up for. You have 48 hours to buy this product or you're, out, or you're kicked out of line. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That, that would put my ass in gear. <laughs> right. I read that and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. I just put it right away. <laughs> I was like, I need this. So. So anyway, Definitely. I guess where the whole story is going is this hitbox, like for me, it, it's totally natural. Like the, literally the week after I got it, my movement in Marvel vs. Capcom improved like tenfold almost. It's it's insane. Honestly, that's why the pro players do it. I've I've seen it myself and they all just like sing its praises. So Yep. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um I I mean one of the big things is in that game, uh, wave dashing, you just, you dash and hit down and it cancels out of the dash and then you can do another one. So for me, um, you know, dashing is just two of the attack buttons like simultaneously. So I'm just sitting here with like three buttons going, like we're just, you know, skittering around the screen. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's awesome. So that was a big part of it. Um, but yeah, that game, it's just, if you ever, uh, I'll send you a link after this, but, um, if anyone listening wants to watch some really high level play, just watch Evo from 2014, uh, specifically, um, Justin Wong versus Filipino champ. At- oh, I've seen that. That was ridiculous. Oh my God. Blew my Straight- mind. 
Yeah, straight ridiculous. Yeah. Like uh, we will have a, a link in the show notes. Don't worry. Definitely, it's yeah, and that. I mean, also, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I'm an Akuma player, so I just like I died when he pulled that off. I was <laughs> oh, like, oh man. my god. Yeah, because as a Akuma player, all I'm thinking is, what the hell do you do against Phoenix? Like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like level five Phoenix. I'm just like, I, I would be, uh, I'd be terrible. But um, yeah. But yeah, but so, that's you know. the best thing about that game is that those matches can get that intense with like the right players and the right characters. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it, it's just like madness. It is. It's insane. I mean, just the, like the reaction times, the thought processes, the technology behind a lot of players. Like, there's a lot of things that are character specific. Um, that you know, you just like every character is is a a game unto itself. Like for me to learn how to play Storm the way that. Justin Wong plays Storm. It's just not going to happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to, that's got to be my job when I come home for the next, you know, month. Um, but it, but it's awesome. And it's, you know, when you, when you really, uh, get decent at it and you kind of understand the mind games and the ins and outs, just, you know, positioning or doing certain moves or just, there's a lot that's, all, you know, all going on simultaneously. So it's just a feast for the eyes. It's so like crazy to watch pro play, but, um, but that has, yeah, I mean, that was like my big foray kind of into fighting games and literally till that point never was good. Never was consciously, you know, pushing myself to like learn stuff. And, um, and now I'm actually fortunate enough. I found a uh, fight club near me, um, which is not a fight club like the movie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask, I was like, uh, yeah, we all dress up. It's like real life LARPing, you know, we just <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's, Hell yeah. there's a place called play and trade and they, it's so sweet. It's just like little, you know, rectangular kind of strip mall type of thing. And the front end is like a lot of retro stuff, super Nintendo, whatever people traded in. Um, and uh, then the back, like three quarters, is just rows of big screens. And you, ju- you know, I just go there. Like tomorrow, I'm gonna go. Just go there, play. Um, a lot of guys play Street Fighter, New Mortal Kombat's there, um, which is actually kind of what I'm like. I'm, I'm seizing the opportunity. You know, there's a new game out, so I'm like, and I like Mortal Kombat, so I'm, I'm really trying to learn that a lot, trying to get good at it. Um, nice. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you're doing well when you show up to Fight Club, and no one can really compete with you so hell yeah that's yeah that says something man and you you're putting a lot of training time in i'm assuming oh yeah it's i'll tell you what very like i said uh, earlier just um the combos in and of themselves are are continuous uh most i mean there's certain parts that aren't but in general you know it, it just has to flow like there you know when you get into um competitive play and tournament play which i'm not i'm not going to a tournament anytime soon just with everything going on but um the execution of it all has to be an afterthought you shouldn't be thinking how you're doing something you should be thinking what do i need to do where do i need to position my character what's he blocking am i hitting high am i hitting low um you know what kind of mix-ups are gonna are gonna change like if i hit you know high low high you've got to block high then duck down then stand up again and you know if you can go high low low then you kind of bait them into getting hit so um ah i see yeah Yeah, really got to analyze the situation yeah there's there's a lot of that going on and like it's that that um 
process is constantly evolving during the game. Like they'll figure out new ways to come in on you. Now you've got to counter that while, you know, keeping an eye out for everything you've seen them do up to that point. You just, you know, the defense is constantly evolving. Like when you get into like a, you know, best of seven match with someone, um, you can watch the strategies change like from match to match to match. So yeah, you can see the gears turning in their heads. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And that's the thing too. That's why I say like with execution, you can't be thinking about like, Oh, how am I going to hit them and then convert it into this extra damage? You need to know all that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You, you just need to make the decision to do that at the right time. Really? Um, I see. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, you know, um, as someone who, like like I said, Marvel vs. Capcom was my first big one. Uh, Mortal Kombat, did way completely different flow to it. Um, and uh, I have to ask, did you ever get into the, any of the Dragon Ball Z fighting games? No worries if you didn't. I'm just I'm curious. Uh, I've played them, but not on the level that I would say is like, you know, like a fighting game. Like, like I play it competitively or... Sure. You know, no Yeah, I was combos. just wondering, comparatively, how... How how does that style um, how do they mesh in that realm of other fighting games? Yeah, you know, if you recall. Well, no, I do. Um, and they're primarily like they have flying, but they're a 3D fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I mean, some of like the older ones were 2D. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about, but I definitely like I remember like Budokai and Budokai Two. Um, those, you know, I can't comment on the combo system. Like, I'm not sure how things link into each other, but, um, very, I don't, you know, there's so much more space there, like having a, a 3D world where you can also go vertically, like flying up and down. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like you're almost like dogfighting, like with planes rather than, you know, Com- I see what you mean. Yeah, just these three-dimensional objects in space, like, trying to hit each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, like, I, my my combo experience with that is, is, you know, slim to none. So I'm sure there's, like, teleports and, you know, ways to get oh, in yeah. and, and, um, and good projectiles. And, set- and I can only imagine, you know, setting up projectiles. Maybe they duck low and you teleport low. Like, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff like that. So um, those, you know, I just would say, like, I, I have up to this point worked with like the 2D, um, and I, you know, the pre, all I can say is in the 2D, um, fighting games, the pressure is real. Like, if someone's good at rushdown, you're like sweating bullets. It's just like block, 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 block. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, very, very tough. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would imagine those are pretty good. I, I like the art style. They seem to be getting better with each iteration, as far as I can tell. And, um, my friends who I train with, uh, with on Marvel, um, are big Dragon Ball Z fans. I know he picked up the new one. I think it was Xenoverse for exactly. PS4. Yeah. Nice. So, I, hey, cool. I've heard it's good. I mean, he likes it, and I know he knows what he's talking about with fighting games, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was pretty good. Okay, well, that's at least someone with, uh, like, a reputable background. I just, the internet is, like, it's so 50-50, so I'm going to just have to pick it up and see myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I... You know, you just got to try it out. I, all I can say with fighting games, though, is it's it's so much like, it, it, well, it depends how you want to play it. If it's a party game like Smash and you're just going to have a good time with friends, like, you don't need to go too crazy. But if, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to turn it into like a competitive thing, it, oh, my God, just hours. Get ready to spend hours in the lab. Like, I've been working on combos now. I think my best combo right now in uh, Mortal Kombat, I with Takeda, I can hit a 42% combo. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, the execution's awesome. Like that's the like 
the one thing that's amazing about the new Mortal Kombat is like their attention to detail with their sounds really makes everything like super impactful. And, um, it's just like, if you play it with like good speaker setup, it's crazy. You just feel like you're standing in the middle of a battle. Like it's really like bone, you know, thumping hits. And, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Bone crunching fatalities. Uh-huh. Speaking of, speaking of which, I hear there's like a, well, there was a video online of like older people's reactions to the new Mortal Kombat fatalities. And these, <laughs> they, they are so like disturbed. They are just freaking the fuck out. It is amazing. I'll definitely put a link to that. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll send that to you right now. But, uh, what do you have to say about that? Cause I hear okay. it is extraordinarily <laughs> gruesome this time around. Well, I mean, if I had to say anything about the fatalities is number one, they're gruesome, but I mean, if you've, if you've been a part of the Mortal Kombat series since, yeah, you know, you expect this. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, now granted, I would love to see some animalities. I wish they would bring that back. Like just having Liu Kang turn into a freaking dragon and, you know, Scorpion. Oh, hell yeah. And Nightwolf, which is not in this game, which pisses me off. Um, you know, I would love to see him do his thing, but yeah, as far as the fatalities go, I mean, <laughs> they range anywhere from comical to like outright brutal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to go through one now. There's one called T-Rex, except it's spelled like W-R-E-X and, uh, it's Jax, you know, metal arms. Uh, and he just, he like, <laughs> he just, he just walks up to you. He like grabs your arms. And then, like, shoves them inside your body. So you just have your, like, hands sitting on, like, your shoulder stump. (laughs) And then he, like, goes up and, like, lights a cigar and then rips their head in half, like, at the mouth line and then puts his cigar out on their tongue. (laughs) Oh, I've seen that one. And, yeah, that is just, like, you can't get more, like, I just fucking wrecked you. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll tell it's, you what. He's adding insult to injury and everything. It's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. And you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. The fatalities are, are awesome depending on which character. There's always, there's always a good one. I mean, at least I think so. But, um, the thing that's impressed me more than anything with the new Mortal Kombat is the brutalities. Because, like, in past games, at least what I remember of them, they were always just like an alternate kind of fatality. Maybe it was a little more brutal or something. But in this game, it's so awesome as a spectator because like, I don't know every character and I mean, I'm playing it a lot and I still don't know, you know, in depth, like how each of them plays and all that sort of thing. But, um, yeah. but what's awesome is the brutality is they function as like a checklist. So like, say I'm playing, um, I'll just get, there's a guy, Aaron Black. He's like a cowboy. So say I'm playing him and his requirement for his brutality is, you know, have two grabs, hit them with like your rolling ball of steam and then like throw sand on them. There's like, you know, five or six things you have to do. And then assuming that you accomplish all that and then you finish with a certain move, it's entirely fluid. Like there's no like you hit them and then they get back up and then it's like finish him. Like it's just in the flow of the match. I'll be like, you know, comboing like one, two, three hits, grab them, which is like the required finisher. And he'll just like, his grab normally he like grabs him shoots like three shots like one two three and it like blows them away you know knocks them on their back or whatever okay um and but in this case like if you finish with a brutality just as the flow of the match goes he's like shot 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 and it just blows the guy's kneecap out and it blows his head off and you're like oh shit yeah you're just like what the hell just happened like every single time you look around you're like what the hell just happened that is amazing oh dude i i like how they 
introduce that in this game. Yeah, it's so cool. Like Jax has a freaking like running tackle where he just rips the top half of your body off. <laughs> oh my god, I have to play this now. Yeah, I, or I've only seen limited footage, so yeah. I have to play it myself. Get my hands on that. Oh, I highly recommend it. It's it's a really good time. Um, best advice I could give you is. Um, if you know, like a combo and you're working on it or something is just, just, it's just fluid. Like don't wait for the hits to line up on the screen. Just do it straight through. Cause that's how they go in the, in that game. Um, good tip. Yeah. And it's, it's not intuitive. So, you know, it's just something, um, and for those that might be listening and, you know, are playing the game or want to play the game, um, testyourmite.com is just the biggest forum competitive guys uh they work on all the characters so if you're trying to level up a little bit that's where you can go to do it awesome we'll definitely put a link to that as well yeah um speaking of some topical stuff are you a fallout fan you know i'm like that's one of those series like that and elder scrolls i'm like a criminal for not having played it (laughs) oh gosh okay see well i'm a criminal for not playing fallout but i'm like uh obsessed with elder scrolls i guess that's me being like i like fantasy more than sci-fi but that's so hard to choose because i'm like it's like literally 50 50 like Mm -hmm. i don't know where do you stand (laughs) oh no i i have no problems actually i'm i mean to be fair i'm actually intrigued like I have more games now than I have time to play them. Like just cause work, you know, Monday to Friday, I'm like in school. So I'm doing that at nights. And, um, and like I have the Witcher and that guy, that game is glorious. Like they had over 950 voice actors perf- like working for two oh my years gosh. just to make all the dialogue for that game. Like, I mean, I love fantasy games. Um, I'm a little late on the train, you know, like, I would say I'm a big Zelda fan, um, and I will. I have the Wii U is the first system I got of this current gen, um, and like I'm getting Zelda the instant it comes out. There's no question. Like, I, I, nice. Yeah, like I bought it literally because they had the Wind Waker edition, so my gamepad has like all the little like Zelda um, hieroglyphs on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. I just Zelda games really just are hit my, home. Yeah. I just it's always so epic and like. Every time you feel like you should have beat the game, you know you're basically like a third of the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about um, any of the Dark Souls games? Ooh, that's a good question. I have seen, but I haven't played. Um, okay, the, I was just wondering because I felt like that might be one up your alley if you're in for it. If you're in for a challenge, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I I completely agree, and like that's what I like a lot about it. Like, again, if I had extra time, I'd probably check that out. Um, Speaking of games that are challenging, um, you may have already played it. I, you know, I know it's generally a popular game, but I cannot recommend enough freaking Shovel Knight for the price. It is so good. <laughs> I actually haven't played it, but I've been recommended it a million times. I'm just like, like you, I don't have as much time to game as I would like. There's like my Steam account. I have 20 games bought and downloaded that I haven't even installed and played. It's like so annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how it goes, man. You get like good sales and you just, you always pick it up. You're like, of course it's $3. Why wouldn't I get that? Hey, that's yeah. I have like sleeping dogs. I'm like, I don't even remember buying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, if, if the, if the time pops up or you see it and you're bored, like I, I definitely recommend it. I mean, something that kind of goes back to like, were you, um, ever into like Mega Man style games? Oh, definitely. Well, specifically, I used to play a lot of like Game Boy Advance. So I, the only thing in that genre that I'd say that I really enjoyed was the Metroid uh, franchise. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's that 
it's honestly like a mix of like Metroid and Castlevania. Um, oh, love Castlevania too. Yeah, just like amazing boss fights, like very like responsive. It's not even like oh they did their trick now I'm gonna go shoot my thing. It's not like procedural. It's like you you feel like you're like fighting. Like it's very responsive and touchy. Like you definitely have to you know have your wits about you. Whereas like some of the older Mega Man games, you know, it's like, okay, I dodged his first three attacks. Now he's going to go take his breath and I can shoot at him. You know, like yeah. in Shovel Knight, it's like, uh, no, you better dodge and hit and dodge and hit and keep running and keep running and bounce off this and bounce off that. And just like, it's, uh, very like precise, very active, like very impressive, especially for a platformer. Cause, you know, platformers, as much as I like them, it's just like they feel very overdone. Like, just for the past year, year and a half, I'd say. Yeah, they've definitely been trying to have like a, a revival of sorts, and there's only so many that stand out. Shovel Knight being one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I think, um, like, and I know another one that's definitely popular. I just got with my uh, PS Plus was um, Guacamelee. Oh yeah, how do you like that one? Um, not bad. I I haven't given it its fair shot, uh, fair shake yet. Like I played probably. 15 minutes worth and it's good like i really like the combo system you know you, you work in a few hits then you can get a grab throw them you know down to continue or throw them at their enemies um can knock them down maybe keep you safe stuff like that so like i can see the appeal there's definitely like some depth to it um but i just haven't you know given it the time and and go figure i think it's like super meat boy is coming out next month or something yeah that's right yeah so that's uh that's also i heard going to be free with ps plus which i have so it's just another game that i know is good you know um, oh that's awesome yeah so so where do you stand in the console wars you have a playstation 4 obviously yeah. are you leaning towards the playstation because i feel like the majority of this podcast is but the, we do have a few varying opinions but i myself i i don't have enough money for a playstation 4 so i'm still with a ps3 yeah and it's been fucking great so i can't even well i also play pc game obviously talking about steam and stuff mm-hmm. so it's like a tie between like whether I'm on my PS3 or on my PC. Yeah. No, I hear you. I um you know I guess really what it comes down to is just, you know, who you're friends with. Like for me I okay, I like there's only there's literally one game for Xbox right now that I would get an Xbox for and that's Oh, what's this? A Killer Instinct. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's Xbox exclusive and it's a cool game. I mean, and they keep building on it. It's a fighting game. Um, it's it's cool. I mean, it's a fun game, but, like, other than that, I'm just, like, there's nothing that I see that I'm, like, oh, I need an Xbox. Like, I like Halo, but I'm kind of done with Halo. Like, I was wondering where that was going to, like, come into this discussion, because I was thinking the only true Xbox exclusive that I can even think of is Halo, and that, like, for most people, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I like, I love Halo. Don't get me wrong, but, like... Me too, I just, it's just, I I, like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not like dying for the next one. And, and like my priorities in terms of like console stuff, like I can tell you right off the bat, 
I know Metal Gear Solid's coming out for both, but I know it's going to look better on PS4. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> nice. I love. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, look, don't don't kill the messenger. But <laughs> no, I agree with you a thousand percent. There's a track record. I'm telling you. Like, I keep seeing these games coming out for Xbox, and they're like, oh, oh, we run at 900p. I'm like, dude, I've been running 1080p on my computer since like 2007. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to this though. Um. It kind of pans into this discussion. Steam is releasing its own uh, console of sorts, uh, teaming up with Alienware. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. uh, I saw that on the main page the other day, and I'm like, oh. And apparently they're claiming that it's going to be way more powerful than a PS4 or uh, the Xbox One could even want to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, you know, having built computers for so long, you know, every time I look at a Steam machine... All I think is I can build that for cheaper. Like, oh sure. And it's and it's not even like at like the craziest part is at the end of next month, Windows 10 is going to be free. Like, yep, exactly. <laughs> like, what more do you need? <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And like, just from another thing on that topic, um, Windows 10, something that's really cool um, that you know some companies have kind of dabbled with over the last year or so, like with Mantle. Um, was a big computer only, you know, introduction for the Battlefield series it was for Battlefield 4. And, um, in theory, what it would do is it would give you, um, I guess it's a higher, it's like an API. So it's, you know, how the CPU talks to the GPU, gives it instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you know that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, essentially the draw calls, uh, that it could provide, um, from Mantle, I guess they increased it two to three fold, um, its ability to give draw calls. And, okay. and, um, which was awesome. I mean, it's definitely like a really cool idea and it's definitely the future, I think. Um, because I'm, I'm actually on hold right now, uh, as far as computer building goes until Oculus Rift becomes a, um, you know, civilian version standardized. Yeah. And like, I know, you know, what, what the input devices are going to be and like, you know, the longer I wait, the more feasible it is to put a computer together that's going to run 4K gaming and it's going to play Oculus Rift completely smooth. So, um, but that sounds like a dream come true. Yes. That's like, dude, I've, I've been waiting. Like, like I said, I've been building for a long time. Like, my last, you know, computer related work that I did for myself was, oh shit. That's probably like a year and change, maybe two. But, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. But with uh, Microsoft, uh, whatever Windows 10, um, the DirectX 12 uh, interface is actually supposed to increase draw calls um, up to 10 times, I believe. I'd, I'd have to research to know the exact amount of increase, but it's supposed to be a very substantial increase in draw yeah, calls. Yeah, wow. So which, that does sound significant. Yeah, and the great part about it is that it's uh, a common uh, standard. You know, DirectX is like compatible like anytime a new generation of games come out they always try to take advantage of you know DirectX 10 or DirectX 11 and now we're going to see DirectX 12 and what's cool is it's just it's not like another proprietary piece of software that you know two or three gaming companies are going to license out to use for their game like DirectX 12 is going to be if you want to build a computer game you can use it you know it's just there so um I think that's going to be a really big improvement. And from what I've read, people are seeing improvements on old hardware. Like they just install it and they're getting better performance. So that's always good. Definitely. Oh, and I have to throw this one out there because I saw it in our show topics. Uh, 
Matt, our other host, posted this in our Slack the other day. Mm-hmm. Microsoft is the only tech company daring enough to support the middle finger emoji. So <laughs> there's that. So I'll put a, sh- a link to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Microsoft's like, Microsoft's hit or miss. I mean, I put it this way. I, I've tried out Linux before and like it, it keeps getting better to the point that it's very usable. And like, if you want a media center, you can totally do Linux. If you want, you know, anything, I mean, you can do most things with Linux, but when it comes to gaming, like I'm just not compromising. Like <laughs> I'm going to play smoothly. I'm going to have all the shit turned up. Like I'm not going to have like a port with shitty drivers and all that. So. Well, that's the thing. I think this Steam box is going for 400 bucks. Do you think that's a fair price tag for anybody who's interested in that? Well, uh, maybe. What? <laughs> Let's talk specs, I guess. That's the question. Okay, yeah, let me pull some up. Hold on. Yeah, cuz like let me think. For 400 bucks, like if I was building a bomb, you know, just value rig type of thing, you know, I'd think you'd probably get an 8 gig stick of RAM. Um, hard drives negotiable. I'd expect at least a terabyte, unless you're going solid state. But I will. Oh man! Already, I'm looking at a more expensive model. It's 460, and we're already sh- like cutting everything in half. Oh yeah. See, that's yeah. That's unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Wait, continue with what your ideal machine would be at that price range. So at that price range, I would think that. I mean, first off, you're guaranteed you're going AMD. Like. Yes. If you want budget, you're going to get AMD. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, it keeps up. I, I realize it's not, you know, that top tier. But again, we're not talking top tier dollars. So, <laughs> you know, exactly. that's what you got to work with. And I use AMD machines. I've got two of them here. Um, and Yeah, myself included, actually. Yeah, I mean, I use them. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, so, you know, AMDs are going to run a little hotter. You might want to think later down the road about a... Uh, like a nice heat sink for it. But yeah, so budget gaming rig, I would think, you know, 50, 60 bucks, you're going to get yourself a terabyte hard drive. At that price range, you're not looking at solid state discs. Um, I would think, you know, you get a more of like a, you really got to shop for the deals at that price range. You got to look for the, you know, motherboard uh, processor combo, you know, getting uh, AMD FX 8350. It's a four gigahertz processor, eight cores, I mean, it'll do what you got to do. There's no problems there. You can get one of those with a motherboard probably around, I'd say like a good deal. You get around 150 bucks maybe. Um, then toss in another 50 or 60 for the hard drive. Then another about 60 for your RAM. Um, and then it gets tricky because you can always skimp in certain places, but like if I would much rather have that 460 price tag rather than 400. Cause when you, exactly. Yeah. Cause when you're negotiating like that little difference, when you go from the 400 to the 460, you're literally getting a computer that's like, you know, X amount better. Yeah. Like 60 or 70% better. Like you're, yeah. you're hamstringing yourself right out the gate. And the other thing that like, at least for me anyway, when you think about computers, they, like, they do everything the console does, and then they do more. Like, you're not going to type your report on a console. Like, exactly. You know, it's like, and trust me, I understand from a purely gaming perspective, you know, that's how you got to stack them up, but you got to realize what you're getting with a computer. So, like, when I say 460 or 500, yeah, it's a little extra, but you're actually getting something better, you know? Um, Definitely. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, and again, I'm just talking about the rig itself, um, and like keyboard mouse, but, you know, once you start factoring in screens, then, you know, 
uh, an Xbox doesn't come with a screen. So exactly. So yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna set that up because then they're like, oh, well, that's an extra hundred fifty bucks. It's like, oh, really? How much is your big screen? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So like, honestly, I'm thinking like four sixty five hundred. You get you know a reliable power supply because you don't want to invest that money in a computer and then burn out your hard drive or burn out your you know graphics card because you picked a, a you know a cut rate power supply um so honestly yeah i would say all said and done we're thinking like 150 plus 120 270 disk drives 20 bucks so 290 um and then you get a good deal on a graphics card you're probably gonna spend around 150 and then uh just get a cheapo keyboard and mouse i mean if you're looking budget you're not going to get the luxurious stuff right off the bat um, definitely that's stuff that you can yeah, always upgrade later. Exactly. You just want to put yourself, you have a good system, you can play games today. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, that plus windows 10 coming out for free, we're looking at, you know, 460, 500, but then, I mean, to put it in perspective, we're talking about a system that is going to play. First off, you get humble bundle deals where you get insane amounts of games for dirt cheap. Steam has yeah. crazy sales. Green Man Gaming has crazy sales. I mean, they were selling Witcher, which was going, you, you want to buy it for a console at 60 bucks. You want to get Witcher for PC? It was like $38 within a week of it coming out. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that's like unheard of almost. It, it is. And that's, that's like, that's the point is like the games are always going to be cheaper. And besides that, you can upgrade it yourself. But. In terms of performance, I mean, that 460 or $500 rig, you're going to run everything at 1080p. Like, no questions asked. You're not going to be like Xbox, oh, maybe 1080, maybe 900, you know, with some exactly. slowdown. And, like, you're talking 1080p, solid 60 FPS, whatever game you want to play. You want to play Battlefield 4, play Battlefield 4. I mean, you know, really taxing games, you can do it. So, it's, uh, it's a fun hobby. <laughs> you know, I've, I've... Definitely, dude. I, I like building computers myself, but it's, it's, when you put it into perspective, I really don't see the value in getting a, a specific, a, a Steam box, if you want to call it, or one of these Alienware gaming desktop computers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and it's, you know, a lot of people are intimidated at building a computer, but I, I really, you know, if you're, if you're patient and you just are willing to work your way through it, Literally on your first shot, I mean, you can have a computer together if you're just very careful and deliberate in like two and a half hours. And I mean, that's, you know, your first time ever. Like me building a computer, I can build a computer in probably 45 minutes. Like, definitely. You know, it's, it's not bad. When you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. But first time around, you take it real slow, take it easy. And, you know, you'll be happy with what you have there. And I mean, if any- yeah, it's, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it's a really rewarding hobby. Like, it is. <laughs> once, once, once it's all put together, it's like you, it's you're just so proud of what you've done, and then you could always you learn from that, and then the next computer is gonna be that much better, or depending on the budget and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And then especially with you know having the ability to, um, you know, just wipe the hard drive, do a clean install of Windows. I mean, you can breathe life into an old machine just by reformatting the hard drive and giving it a clean install of Windows. Oh, absolutely. So it's just, you know, there's a lot there. And I mean, the the unfortunate thing I would say is if you do get into computing, you know, if you're building computers these days, I wouldn't tell too many people because you all of a sudden become tech support for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, you really do, especially the older uh, family members. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny, too. Like, I built 
both of my sisters a computer. I built my dad a computer. I built my granddad a computer. <laughs> like it, once you start, it just keeps going. So I believe it. Um, all right. Well, we're at an interesting point in the show, and I think I have an idea for a conversation game if you're up for it. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm cool. All right. Cool. This is a game we like to call 10 Questions. So the idea of this game is I have a, a vague category and then something selected and you have 10 questions, yes or no questions to like narrow down what I'm thinking about. Okay. And I, I'm going to give you some leeway in this. Would you prefer it be a character from the Mortal Kombat series or a character from the Marvel versus Capcom series? Obviously one is smaller than the other. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, I'll go with the challenge uh, of Mortal Kombat, or not Mortal Kombat, sorry, of Marvel, just because uh, it was my first, my first true love of fighting games. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I wanted to give you the option. So, yeah. wow, you that is quite a list of characters here, and I'm gonna have to pick one quick. So hold on, give me a minute. Okay. This is gonna be interesting. Yep. I just I know that you have such a vast knowledge of these games that you're just gonna be able to narrow it down instantly. But we'll see. <laughs> We'll find out. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few. I'm thinking of, like, good questions now, but yeah. Oh, man. I just don't want to do anything too obvious. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, here's here's an important question, though. Are we talking about Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm I'm just looking at a Wikipedia list of... of the playable characters for either Marvel or Capcom, and I think that's spanning all the games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate is included. Okay, gotcha. So, so, and you're welcome to use this as a resource. I always forget to tell the contestant. You can Wikipedia the list and help to help you narrow down, sure. but that's up to you. Okay. Um. All right. I have someone. I have one selected, and. Okay. So I get ten questions, right? Okay, but there's one limitation. One of these questions can't be is it Marvel is it is oh, it Marvel yeah, yeah, or is yeah. it Capcom? No, I won't do that. Um Okay. Okay, first question. Is it a person, not an animal? I will say yes to that. Okay. Um second question. Is it a man or a woman? Or oh, is it a man? I, Sorry. No worries. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Does this man wear armor? Yes. Okay. Interesting questions so far. I like them. Okay. Thank you. Hmm. See, I want to ask this one question, but it doesn't help me because all the characters have that same attribute. So, like, I'm like thinking of another question. Okay, sure. Uh, no, that happens. Yeah. Uh, At least you didn't waste it because some most people just, in retrospect, realize that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. 
uh, are they, is this character a villain? Yes. Okay. Is the character Dr. Doom? No. Good guess. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right, so what we are at, that was the first half, so five more questions. Okay, nice. You got this. Yeah, I'm close. I got, like, there's only one other character that I'm thinking of. Is Uh-oh. Well, shit, there could be two, technically, but uh, is it, is this character Sentinel? Uh, it, I'm going to say no, because <laughs> it's okay. not. All right. Um... <laughs> I forgot who Sentinel was for a second. Jesus. And that's the thing. I didn't think he was a person, but then I was like, hmm. Hmm. Man, that is a tough one, because are they a villain? And I'm just looking here thinking, like, uh, hmm. Is the character Zero? No. Okay. I didn't think he was a villain, but then I was like, maybe he was and I don't remember it. I, I That's a good question. I think he was. Yeah. At one point in time, I, I, like, I kind of thought that, but um, is the character Modoc? Yes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I was like, well done. <laughs> I wanted to guess that and I was like, eh. eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt about choosing him. I'm like, eh. But I went with it because yeah. he is such a troll. Oh, he is a troll. Oh. I, if you ever want to watch, like, like on YouTube, just like look at Modoc combos. It just it's yes. so funny. Oh my gosh, we'll definitely have to include some links. But yeah, you're a winner today. Congrats, man. All right, thank you. Yeah, hey, it's it helps when you play that game like for I don't know thousands of hours. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But, um, yeah, so is there anything else you really want to talk about on this episode before we wrap things up? I mean, there's not too much on the horizon that I can think about. I mean, there is some uh, Dark Souls 3 rumors that I heard, but I'm not really going to go into that until I get some more, like, solid information. Yeah, you don't want to string yourself along like that, but... Um, exactly. But, yeah, you know, I guess I would just say um, I'm, like, into you know, just with the computer background and everything, I'm really, really stupidly excited for... Um, Oculus Rift to become like a civilian version and standardized and like it's just it's a fantastic idea it's the right time um, because you know these displays are entirely made possible by the fact that we have uh, smartphone screens that continually increase their um, you know pixels per inch uh, that density and um, that's really what's making you know Oculus a possibility now that you know, before, if you didn't have enough pixels in that, you know, small area, you would get what was called the screen door effect. So you'd be, yeah. yeah, you'd see the pixels, but then you'd see like, you know, like there's like a grid on your screen door. It's, you know, separating everything. So obstructing. Yeah. And, um, now with like the higher levels of, um, pixels per inch, uh, they're able to basically eliminate that. But the crazy thing now is like, it's been in development for the last like, I want to say close to two years. Um, and then obviously, you know, they got picked up by Facebook. They, fortunately, they kept entire, uh, creative control, which they should. Really? Okay. Thank God. Cause I didn't actually hear that about that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, Hey, it's nice to have all that funding. And as long as they're able to control the product, um, 
you know, they know what they're doing. And Facebook would be really goddamn stupid to interfere with that. Um, just because why spend all that money if you're going to botch it, you know? Um, Agreed. So, but yeah, I'm, it's just, it's, it's, um, I really think that it's, it's right now it's in an exploratory phase. So people are just trying out every type of input device they can find, like, you know, the, the connect, uh, sensor, just cause it has such, uh, fine, you know, tracking, um, just everything. Like, I think the, the craziest part about it is, you know, the, the peripherals are still being developed. I mean, we've seen omnidirectional treadmills where you can walk in any direction and you just kind of slide back to the middle, but you can continue walking. So, um, yeah, one of our guests, uh, Mark has said he's actually tried it out and it's, he says it's like ridiculous. Oh, see, that's great. I like, I still don't know what, you know, what kind of peripherals I'm going to get. Cause it's, it's just, it's a very developing field right now. Just that whole, you know, the games and what's you know going to be used for that interaction. Um, Oculus actually bought out a company that um, created a thin sensor that um, can read extremely fine uh, visual images. So it can actually like, if you put your hands out, it can see your hands. Like you don't need trackers or anything like that. And it can like see where the fingers are and like you move your fingers and it tracks where your fingers are. Um, and so, you know, all they need to do is implement that into a gaming engine and, you know, you look down at, well, first off it has head tracking. So you look down and it looks down in the game. You look left, it looks left in the game. Like you're not manipulating the camera with a controller. You're maybe manipulating like the walking around, but all everything else is very, very, um, you know, I guess realistic or immersive. Um, and it's just, oh man, there's so many things that I want to try with that on, like, cause you have, absolutely, you know, you have true depth perception. So that's, that alone is going to blow my mind. I know the first time I put it on just having true depth perception where, you know, you've got 1080p on each eye and, and 110 degree field of vision. So, you know, you've got that wide lens, um, vision. So you, you feel like you're, you know, inside of it, not only is the depth there, but you have the width, the field of view, um, to match your eyesight. So it's, uh, it's just going to be incredible. I, um, I'm going to try out Elite Dangerous. It's a, uh, starfighter type of game. Um, very, very highly intense graphics. Um, amazing HUD from what I've read. Like, cause it's great. Cause you know, you're in a chair, you're in a cockpit, you're in a stationary sitting position. Um, and as you look around in the game, like they have like holograms as like parts of the HUD, but, I mean, it's legitimately like, you know, you sit there with a joystick, you're flying a spaceship and you look around you and you actually see like HUD. Like I look, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that just, that sounds like a dream come true. I can't even, there's no other, other words for that. I know. Like I'm like, just the thought of it really blows my mind. And same thing with racing games. Like, again, there we go with another paraphrase, but, you know, pick up a nice um, driving wheel with like force feedback and hop into Project Cars with the Oculus Rift on. Like, holy shit, flying, you know, 180 miles an hour and like looking left, looking right and just seeing trees go like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. oh man, so many, so many things. And also I think, um, the, the, the other thing that like, I don't know, <laughs> I guess I'm excited to try it. I don't know how long I'll actually like, you know, play these types of games, but I can say for sure, like if I put on my headphones that I have right now and I'm, and I have them like in 7.1, you know, surround sound and I've got on Oculus Rift 
and I put myself into a horror game, it's going to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. There's no there's no question. Yeah, like, I'm going to scream. I'm going to, like, hopefully not throw my headset, but, like, I'm definitely going to, like, close my eyes and freak out. So... D- <laughs> Yeah, man. The, the, it's funny. So you had had the opportunity to try on an Oculus? No, I've I've been uh, watching from afar, really, just watching videos, like part of uh, Oculus subreddit on uh, Reddit. And well, then I have to ask this because the only taste of virtual reality that I've ever had was through uh, the Google Cardboard project. Have you ever tried doing that? Oh no, I haven't. Um, okay. Well, it's. Uh, do you know much about it? I've like I've heard tangential things. I haven't like looked into it, you know. Let personally. me just give you like the the quick pitch. The idea is they give you instructions on how to construct this cardboard box that you put up to your face that holsters your phone in a way so it positions the phone directly in front of your eyes. So and it then there's certain apps I guess, how do I put this? It's been a while since I've done it. But if you go to the Google Play Store, I'm pretty sure there's an app called like Google Cardboard. Yeah. And when you download that, it it basically simulates virtual reality by uh, cutting your phone in half, having a panel for each eye. And if you have the Google Cardboard, it basically makes it capable of experiencing virtual reality. But it's very limited. It's not like there's any games, but there's like, say, a Pixar kind of short film that you can like get really immersed in and like look around, but you can't really move, which is the only limitation. Okay, okay. Yeah, and you know... um that's awesome. I mean, is uh, how is the field of view? I guess it's just limited to your phone, right? Exactly. And that's one problem that I had with it. Uh, the particular model that I ended up getting shipped to me, it was a little too small. I have the Droid Turbo, which is an abnormally large phone. Sure. So it was just, just a little too big. So that actually ended up affecting my field of vi- – not field of vision, but the way I viewed things. It was yeah. kind of blurry. It messed with but the then when I a little bit, yeah. Exactly. And then I downgraded to just, not downgraded, but I swapped out for my girlfriend's phone, which is, uh, what is it? Some kind of Motorola something. And it was just, the screen was just, just slightly smaller and it made it that much more enjoyable and everything was crystal clear. So it does, it does depend on the size of your phone and I guess which model you end up purchasing or you could create your own, but it's very non-intuitive. Yeah. I, even with the instructions, it was like a pain in the ass. Okay. But I still think it's like the poor man's way of getting a taste for virtual reality before <laughs> Oculus is available. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, yeah, that's definitely interesting. I mean, I could probably check that out. I use Droid, so um, that would be cool. I highly recommend it. It's a cool experience. It'll definitely get your your you'll be even more excited for the Oculus. Yeah, and actually, you know, another thing that's kind of like tangential to um, gaming with Oculus that like just strikes me as, as an amazing, um, like, I guess possibility is, um, the potential for, you know, fisheye lens or large capture lens, um, cameras that could, uh, be involved at, uh, like a sporting arena or like in a race car. Like, could you imagine sitting in the cockpit of a race car and it's got like 360 degree field of vision? So you can just like look around, like look left, look right. And, Oh my god. As they're racing, like. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, like so many awesome options. Like, could you imagine paying for, I mean, if you're like, say you're a basketball fan, pay for, you know, courtside pass or some shit <laughs> where you're literally just sitting courtside, like you, you know, put on your Oculus, you're looking around, you're like, shit, I'm on courtside watching basketball right now. <laughs> like. That is unbelievable. Yeah, the possibilities are li- literally endless and it's just, 
a super exciting time in technology that we're even capable of accomplishing half of this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really, like I said, it just feels like the perfect storm with um, you know the phone screens being pushed the way they are, and that's just enabling a whole nother you know field of technology with Oculus. So, well, before we go, I do have to ask you: How do you feel uh, about um, augmented reality versus virtual reality? So, have you heard about the whole yeah. uh, Microsoft Hololens project and all that? Yep. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen their demo like in the videos. Um, I think talk about limited. I hear that's really limited. I hear the field of view is awful actually. Yeah, I you know, I haven't read like impressions. Um I you know, I guess what I see with augmented reality is it's kind of a mixed bag. Like I think that it could be cool and I mean, by all means, I'm interested to see how it develops. Um and I especially like the tutorial um you know, for people that may not be as mechanically inclined. Um, just, you know, having the ability to have someone sit there with like a, a Skype chat open and you sit there and look at, you know, look at, say you're looking at plumbing or you're looking underneath a car and, and, uh, you know, I have experience working on whatever the Honda that you're working on. You know, I can sit there and watch what you're looking at first person and say, Oh yeah, see that little like valve there? Just like loosen that up. That's your PCV valve and that's what you're trying to replace. And I can kind of like Honestly, point th- it out. Honestly, that's going to be multi-million if not billion dollar industries in and of itself is these like these like it doesn't matter what industry you're in you'll be able to find a website that'll direct you to the help you need and then Mm -hmm. automatically you'll just log in and they're right there being like this is what you need to do for however much an hour like that that's just crazy yeah and i think that's like a big time potential uh for that now and the reason i say it's a mixed bag is because like, I can already see the bullshit advertising I'm going to see when I, like, walk downtown. Like, oh, my God, H&M's having a sale. Great. Like, why did I even bring this fucking piece of technology with me? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, you know, it has a lot of potential. I think it could be really cool. Another thing that would be awesome with that is, like, stargazing and just saying, like, you know, having an overlay. Like, oh, this is this constellation. This, oh, my gosh. I was just picturing that in my mind, and that's beautiful. Right? I Like... There's, there's very, there's like, there's possibilities for sure, and it's worth exploring. Um, so, you know, it's interesting, I guess. It's, uh. Yeah, I guess the future is Deus Ex. So. Y- yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me, dude. I'm getting mods as soon as I can. Like, I want to jump higher than a house one day. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Awesome, Bruce. Well, it's been great talking to you, man. You're definitely welcome to come back anytime you like. So, awesome. I hope, well, hope you had fun. Definitely, I did. Thanks for having me. It was a good time, and. You know, for me, normally I would say this is like nerding out, but since this is kind of like what you talk about on the show, it's nice. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You fit you fit perfectly on this show, so thanks for joining us. Definitely. Well, that about does it for this episode. Uh, listeners, feel free to contact us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com or visit our Facebook or Twitter. Our handle is ABTSilence. And yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Uh, you too, man. Take care. Thanks.